Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Under center this time is Bridgewater with Melvin Gordon behind him. Fourth and one. He gives to Gordon, and Gordon is knocked down. Football comes loose. Eagles come up with it. Slay picks it up. Slay running with the ball. And Slay takes off to the far side of the field, to the 30, to the 40. Slay running away from people. Slay at the 40, the 30, the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darius Slay. <laughs> Wow. Rob, can I just tell you something? Yeah. Hearing Merrill Reese's voice on a July like that is just that's, – that's Counting pleasure. it down, Glenn. It can't come oh, soon enough. It's the greatest. Yep. Uh, this hour sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. And what we played for you was a defensive highlight for your Philadelphia Eagles who did not have a ton of them last year. Bo Wolf, Bo Wolf, excuse me, joins us. Bo is the fine, fine journalist for The Athletic. Um, and Bo, you guys did kind of a roundtable of the beat reporters this this uh, that ran in the Athletic this past week, uh, where the question is, what is the area of concern for your team? You didn't go chalk, man. You didn't say Jalen Hurts. You said, I think I said Jonathan Gannon. You did. So let's talk about it. How come? Well, you know, I just think that there's so much unknown about Jonathan Gannon. And you mentioned Jalen Hurts. I think that the Eagles have sort of put Jonathan Gannon in a very similar position to what they've done with Jalen Hurts. You know, that this offseason on offense was about giving Jalen Hurts the weapons that he needed to best evaluate him moving forward, right? Like now that he's got A.J. Brown, he's got these great targets, the offensive line should be great. Now we're going to be able to find out if Jalen Hurts can be the guy. I think they've done a very similar thing on defense. I think uh, they've upgraded at every level. Uh, you talk about adding, adding Jordan Davis to the middle of the defensive line, Hassan Reddick to the pass rush, Kaiser White and Kobe Dean to the linebacking core, which obviously needed improvement, and pairing James Bradbury with, with Darius Slay gives them a better tandem of corners. Now we're going to find out if, if Jonathan Gannon can be as good of a coach as the Eagles think he can be. And it's not just the, the talent improvements. They've also given him the ability – to be more versatile, which I think he wants to do. I think he wanted to do last year and realized early on that he maybe didn't have the personnel for that. But, uh, you know, everybody I talk to loves Jonathan Gannon. I'm impressed with Jonathan Gannon. He seems like a very smart guy. Uh, the players like him a lot. But, the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Last year this was a defense that ranked 25th in defensive DVOA, second to last in sacks. And I think that now that the defense is this loaded, 
on paper at least, if this is not a top, you know, 12, top 10 defense, I think, I think there's a chance that, that the Eagles might think about moving on from Jonathan again. Bo, looking at last year, and I, I concur with what you just said 100%. And, and I look at last year, I see a team that had no pass rush, that had essentially one good player in the secondary and at best an average linebacking core for sure. And, and I think it, it, you know, all things considered, not all that bad when it comes to points per game. I thought he did a pretty decent job. I know we hate non-aggressive defensive coordinators in this city. Where you know a lot of people were born on Buddy Ryan and Bud Carson and and, and Jim Johnson. I, like I get it. By the way, my hand is raised at this moment, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, but I, I don't think he had much of a choice. I guess is my point. Last year, I think he was very much a lot of the uh, leeway that we give. Jalen Hurts with not having weapons other than maybe Devontae Smith on the outside. I think the same thing does apply to Jonathan Gannon. I think he was doing this with it with a hand and you know maybe even part of his arm tied behind his back. Like I, I think he deserves that kind of leeway. But you're right. I mean they've certainly put it out there for him. What's your sense on the on how they were defensively last year? I, I think I sort of uh, agree with you that he was limited. But but the only thing I disagree about is I think to some degree this is not super different from the style that that Jonathan Gannon would like to play. And you're right. Like the, the passivity does sort of seem like anathema to the Philadelphia DNA. Like we want guys to, to be aggressive. And I think Jonathan Gaines' like top goals are prevent big plays and prevent big plays. Like that's, and that's what he was good at last year. The problem is if you do that, you sort of have to buckle up in the red zone. And last year I think they were the fourth worst red zone defense in the league. That's usually the kind of thing that just tends to revert to the mean year over year. So I, w- I would expect – a bounce back from the Eagles uh, there. And that's part of the reason I think that they should be much better on defense. I'm expecting them to be, you know, a top 12 caliber defense. But I, I just think that, like, the, the defensive personnel, it wasn't that bad last year. It wasn't 25th best in the league personnel. You still had Javon Hargrave having a career year. You had Josh Sweat having a very good year. You had Fletcher Cox in the middle. You had Darius Slay having a monster year. I, I just I don't think they were quite as bad defensively as they were last year. But I do wonder now if he's just going to be able to have more of the, the tools in his toolbox that he, he wants to be able to be a little bit more versatile. Let me just say that um, Bo Wolf just accomplished the first in the 100-year history of WIP <laughs> by using passivity and anathema in the same sentence. And I got I give him a lot of credit for that. You can follow Bo, by the way, uh, on Twitter at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F. You mentioned Fletcher Cox, and Fletcher Cox is a guy whose number will be retired someday in this franchise and has done great things, but clearly is a bit on the decline. Looking forward, what do you think we can expect from Fletcher Cox this year? And if you're the defensive coordinator, how do you kind of do you work him into the scheme more part time to give him more time off? Do you try to, I, I don't know, what do you do? It's such an interesting question, and you like every single move the Eagles did this offseason, everything Howie Roseman did made so much sense to me from a short-term and long-term perspective, balancing those two goals. Everything made sense except for the Fletcher Cox deal, and I'm still sort of scratching my head about what that was all about, the, the release, and then re-signing him so quickly to such a big number when they were Yeah, other they didn't players. cut it much at all. Right, and, and yeah. there were other players of, like, similar caliber to the way that Fletcher Cox played last season, who were signing for, you know, seven, eight million dollars and who were still available when, when they re-signed Fletcher Cox. And it's such an interesting dynamic because, you know, Fletcher Cox in this locker room is a big presence. 
Like, you know, he's, he's the guy to some extent on defense, but it's a, a defensive tackle rotation that has Javon Hargrave, who's coming off a huge year and is in a contract year if the Eagles don't extend him before training camp starts. You got a first round pick in Jordan Davis, who's definitely going to play and they have a, a big role for. And Milton Williams, who was really, really good as a rookie, the third round pick last year. And I think he needs to be on the field. And so, you know, is Fletcher Cox going to be comfortable? being uh, not, not a big player, he's still going to start, but is he going to be comfortable playing, you know, 55, 60% of the snaps, something like that? I'm not so sure. Uh, it's sort of a recipe for, uh, for some odd tension, I feel like. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure that Fletcher Cox was aware of that when he re-signed. I mean, he knew that at least Hargrave and Williams were back. But I just, it's, it's still something that to me is like the one move of this offseason that, that doesn't fully make sense. Bo, I, I look at the linebackers, and I know this has been another bane of, of Eagles fans' you know existence for a long time. But you know, you're, you're looking at a, a crew of Kaiser White, uh, you know, uh, T.J. Edwards, Nicobe Dean, potentially, you know, among others. Here, they look like they have the potential to be about as good as I can remember in a really long time. Maybe going back a couple eras here. I think that's right, and you know, as you said, the bar is low. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, Nigel Bradham in the, in the 2017 Super Bowl year was as good of a linebacker as I think we've seen in a while, maybe Jordan Hicks earlier on in his career. But uh, I, I think it does have a potential to be a, a step up from what we've seen over the past three, four years. I think Nicobe Dean is the key. Um, Kaiser White, I, you know, I have high expectations for, but they're also tempered by the fact that, like, linebackers changing schemes are not always as seamless as, as you tend to expect. I'm a little bit curious about why Kaiser White was available for the price that the Eagles were able to get him for, considering the Chargers are going all in on defense this offseason. That's a little bit of a concern for me. But uh, I think that N'Kobe Dean, if he can step in and be the player the Eagles expect him to be right away, I think he's the guy who's going to be sort of like the, the Eagles fans' favorite player on defense. I think there's a chance he could be a real star right away. Yeah, that's the one where, and, and you get him in the third round and nobody can understand why, that's the one if he's healthy and can play, that'll be uh, quite a thing. Let's just move to offense for a second. Um, and I know you wrote about this uh, this week in The Athletic. The Eagles gave up their 18th overall pick. They gave up a third-round pick. They signed A.J. Brown to the huge four-year, $100 million contract. Missing piece? This going to be it? This is going to be what makes Jalen Hurts a star and makes the offense effective? I guess that's what's going to make us find out if Jalen Hurts can be a star, right? Uh, I, I just think that like adding A.J. Brown – to the top down of the, the weapons they have on the outside makes makes everybody better. I mean, Devontae Smith goes from being uh, like a force-fed number one to being a, you know, a co-number one or a number two. Dallas Goddard is going to have less attention at him. And I think Quez Watkins is like a, is an outstanding fourth option, especially because he is that, that vertical threat. It's not like you can just ignore him. Otherwise, he'll, he'll you know, be open down the field. And then A.J. Brown, just an, an all-pro caliber player on his own, Add to that, Jalen Hurts' rushing ability, this offensive line, that should open everything up. I mean, if Jalen Hurts can be as good as the Eagles think he can be, I think A.J. Brown gives us a chance to, to find out whether that is the case. Bo, they, they, out of necessity, became a running team last year in a lot of ways, and it helped transform them. And that, and playing bad teams, got them to, to where they were. You look at it this year, you add A.J. Brown. You have Jalen Hurts now in his second year as a full-time starter. You have Shane Steichen and, and Nick Sirianni in their second years. These guys have been together now for a little while. 
How much different is this going to look? And if they don't succeed throwing the ball early, will they revert back to the running game, or they will they keep just trying to throw here? Because ultimately, I tell me if you disagree. I think they would like to be much more of a throwing team than they have been. Yeah, I think that's that's maybe the most fascinating thing and the question about this season heading into things. Now, the good news is they get to play a lot of bad teams again, like you referenced. The, the schedule seems pretty weak. I think I think their goal. And I don't know if this is, is how it will work out, but, but their goal is that they can, you know, change their identity week to week. They have the personnel now to, uh, do what the defense is giving them. So if the defense is loading the box against the run, they can open things up. If the defense is taking away stuff on the outside, they can run the ball down their throat. And I think you're probably right that, you know, given the ownership's DNA and given Nick Sirianni's DNA, they probably want to be able to throw the ball a little bit more than they did down the stretch last year. But I also think that if they're going to be as successful running the ball as they were down the stretch, there's really no reason to, you know, to, to change something that's not broken. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the goal is that they can do a little bit of both. I think they would like to tilt a little bit more towards the pass, but I think they're, they're going to try to do what, whatever the defense is giving them. Bo Wolf, it is always a pleasure. Always good stuff by you. Follow him on Twitter at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F, and read him uh, in The Athletic. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Bill. There you go. Good stuff. So I heard somebody on our station the other day. I think it was a caller. um, And I I was listening, so I didn't get to write the the names down. But the caller was talking about, you know, we we feel good about the Eagles and so on. But the quarterbacks the Eagles have beat in the past two years, and, and again, I don't remember them all, but it was like Nick Mullins, Danucci, Trevor Simeon, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Daniel Jones twice. And I'm thinking – Oof. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were not. A, where's Where's Aaron Rodgers? Caller wasn't wrong. Um, no. and, and not only did the good quarterbacks beat them, which they do to the majority of teams, by the way, that's how they, they become good quarterbacks. But they torch them, right? I mean, Derek Carr, ninety-one percent completion percentage. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was it was destruction. And, and and to the Eagles' credit, I think they realized that, and that's why they were as aggressive as they were in the offseason addressing that that side of the ball. I'm very excited about that uh, that football season. I think I think they're going to be not great, but very good and very entertaining. I agree, and I don't think they're going to be you know slaughtered by the really good teams uh, like they were last no, year. No, 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 no. Let's uh, talk to our pal Neil. Neil Ray Dinger. I was speaking to him last week. He told me specifically to say hello to you. Yeah, and I'm glad the Phillies honored him. He definitely deserved that honor. Yeah. You know, like when Nailed the Phillies did it was a nice ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ray's definitely a class guy, and uh, I definitely miss him. So, um, uh, just uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Phillies in a minute, but briefly with the Eagles, it's almost topsy turvy because now the schedule's a lot easier. They start off with Detroit, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Washington. So, this, you know, from a two and six schedule, they should actually get off to a pretty good start. And now, you know, I know the end of the schedule where they play Tennessee and maybe the and some of the good teams, you know, it's maybe tail heavy there. And of course, Dallas lost Amari Cooper and some of the offensive linemen. So I think 
The Eagles could be in with the division, but hopefully they have an aggressive approach. So I'm hoping under Gannon, mm-hmm. especially with Reddick in and Hargrave and Sweat yep. and maybe Fletcher. Neil, i got to interrupt you because I know you called about the Phillies, and I want to get that in before we run out of time. Okay. i, I got to give credit to Rob Thompson. I think he's got him even keel. And it's unusual, you know, the Phillies and the Braves since June have been the best teams in the National League. You know, I know the Mets got off the good start, but luckily they don't play the Mets again till August. So I'm just hoping it continues with the offense. But the bullpen turnaround has been great, and I hope they make moves to the trade deadline, like Rob said, to get a starter because they, I you know, like definitely with Eflin and Suarez with the injuries, they yeah. could use another starter. Maybe Neil, going always, into always good season. stuff. Uh, Neil always covers a lot of ground, which is what Ray uh, misses him for. So the Mets are now two and a half games ahead of the Braves, yeah, seven ahead of the Phillies. I mean, the Mets have been declining a little bit. Not like they're in collapse, but they're not maintaining the pace they were. But they, mm-hmm. they've been down two great starting pitchers who I think are coming back. Well, so. Yeah, they just got Scherzer back and DeGrom's yeah. in Triple in, in yeah. A. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, this is the Braves have just been remarkable more than anything else. And you, you're in a brutal division. I mean, yeah. this division, top three are nasty. And the Marlins aren't terrible either, but the top three are just really good, man. Yeah, well, so... That's. I guess we're not upset that they added that last one. Not in the look. Two things. Take the playoffs over. I can get it. Glenn. Two things really happened in in the Phillies' favor. One is the third wild card, and and secondly was the universal DH. Uh, that they were game yeah. changers. We're, we're, this is over. Yes. We're we're talking yes. three hours of Eagles today. If that's not the case, yes, the Phillies uh, have gained by the fact that half the guys in their lineup are a DH. And yeah, that's working for them. Hey, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Warren in Gwinnett Valley is with us. Hey, Warren. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Rob. Sure. Hey, Warren. Um, how's the back, Glenn? It's still a work in progress. I appreciate your asking. I have a herniated disc that had its first anniversary the other day. Oh, we, congrats. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. We partied by uh, doing a little physical therapy, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to my uh, appointment next Tuesday with the acupuncturist. Good. So we're, uh, I'm, I'm living we're with three on. herniated discs just for the three. record. Three. 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 Are you walking? You're showing off now. I I learned about myself. I do chiropractic. I do everything to take care of myself. So you're in good hands, Glenn. Just keep going. I just wanted to make a quick point. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then um, I wanted to make a point about the Alec Bohm saving um, uh, Zach Wheeler's uh, performance last night. And um, and what a turnaround he's had from his temper tantrums and throwing the bat and hitting himself to – um, having a record for the Phillies, I don't know if you heard, but he's the first Philly to have two single home runs in a game uh, with a 2-0 um, win. So he got that right? They've been, that for, uh, they've been playing for whatever, 125 years. The first time it was a 2-0 to game and one guy hit both homers. Hmm. Yes, correct. I thought you might have like a Schmidt-Lefty combo on one of those. Yeah, right. So I, I just feel really glad for him, and uh, it's nice to see, you know, every time, you know, some other player can't come through that another Philly is able to take his place and uh, and put runs on the on the board and, and pull out a win for our starting pitchers. They, they, they which, have been... Um, you just have to feel for Aaron Nola every time he goes out there. That, yeah. that he, he, he doesn't get it. You know, I, so we, Rob, we agree Wheeler's going to the All-Star game, right? If he doesn't, something's wrong. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, Harper was selected as the as the starting DH. In right, and camp Schwarber's got to go to the All Star game in I, some capacity. Right, right? leads the league I, in home runs. You would think. Yeah, you got to get him in. There. If not, he's going to be in the home run derby. I would assume. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying he'll maybe be um, in LA in some way. And Nola's not going to make it. No, no look. I mean, they really don't choose on wins losses anymore. It's a stat that people don't really look at. But I don't. There's there are enough starting pitchers having a good year, and they take. A lot of relievers, I don't think Nola will make it. So the all-star contingent, we believe, will be Harper waving to the crowd, uh, Wheeler and Schwarber, right? That's it? It should be. That, oh, yeah, that's it. I mean, other than Odubel Herrera, it's clearly it's the other guy. No, but uh, no. It, what's happened to Nola, it, it reminds me of some some of the years that Cole Hamels went through, where there's yes. no support or yes. there's just something happening that, that is out of his control, but... It's it's been one of the big stories of the Phillies this year is his bounce back. I mean, you you this is why you feel optimistic about the playoffs because you shorten the rotation and you throw those two out there, you know, games one and two, and you have a chance. So who's the third starter in the playoffs? Yeesh. Gibson going to recover? Maybe not here yet. Maybe not here. I don't trust. I think Gibson's Joe Blanton. <laughs> right. right. For the most part, has been fine. Up until this point, is a fifth starter, but he's really imploded lately. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he's going to be decent today and keep him in the game and eat some innings. But um, I, I would say Suarez or to be determined. I, I, Eflin's knee, I just can't trust it's going to hold up. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Uh, oh, our friend Tasty Cake Dom is checking in. You on the route right now? I'm on the route. Yes, Glenn. What's up, go. Dommy? How are you guys I'll, going? I'll, I'll text you my address. <laughs> Anytime, Glenn. Thanks, Bob. I, I actually should have trust. I know both of you guys for a thousand years. I should have trusted you guys to conduct the interview. So when this Bo guy says the proof is in the pudding, I immediately called you guys because I thought that was the most ridiculous statement in the history of sports talk radio. Because you got Glenn, you got a first year head coach, you got mm-hmm. a first year defensive coordinator. Uh, you got a, a quarterback that started four games. You didn't have nearly the talent on both sides of the ball. And they won nine games and made the playoffs. What What did the guy need to prove? Oh, I think the defense coordinator has a lot to prove. I think that the, that you can make the argument that he didn't have the talent last year, and I agree with that, which is why he played such a cautious, passive defense. And now he's got real players, and the defense has to emerge from being what did he say it was twenty fifth, twenty sixth in the league to a top ten defense, I, I, I think that's well, I think that's what we want to see. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're I'll just he, he, I think he gave Fletcher a little too much credit for for a decent season. I, I think he grossly underachieved. Um, and I, they did an okay job with his points allowed, which is the ultimate stat, all things considered. Like I, I think I'm higher on Jonathan Gannon than, than most, Glenn. I would put it that way. Yeah, and, and, and Robbie. You know, BG is the leader of that defense. Yeah, getting him back and is a have him last year. Yeah, yeah. And he's back this year. That's I, I know he's long in the tooth. I think that's huge to have him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I the thing I, I see setting up with this defensive line, it feels like 2017 in that you have a pretty good rotation of ends and defensive tackles where you can really keep these guys fresh. And I think that's going to be enormous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited to be I, listening. Dom, I share I, your I think, excitement. I do, but I, I don't disagree that there's a lot to prove on defense. But I share your excitement 
that it did he say the, uh, maybe I didn't listen. I thought yeah we were talking about Gannon in the defense. The Eagles, the Eagles had that the proof is in the pudding, and boy, I, th- I thought that they proved a lot. Which I was, I had, Glenn, I had them nowhere near winning nine games. Well, nowhere, I, it was no, nor nor shot. did I. Particularly how the season started, uh, Don. We got to go, but always a pleasure, All man. Right. Thanks, you guys. All right, be well. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Um, with Rob Ellis, I'm Glenn Macnow on ninety four WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. With Rob Ellis, I'm Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. Oh, you know, uh, Rob, we talked earlier about uh, a couple big uh, losses in showbiz, the passing mm-hmm. of Tony Sabrico, the passing of James Kahn, and yesterday I got Twitter notification of the passing of Larry Storch, F Troop. Oh. Were you an F Troop kid? Uh, no. I, I don't. I'm not sure I've ever seen an episode of F. F-Troop. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's a little before your time. I yes, guess. a lot of the shows I, I would catch in reruns too. Ones that were a little bit ahead of my time. I don't quite remember F Troop as much in the. In it was really stupid. F Troop okay. was of the of the kind of Gilligan's Island, Beverly yeah. Hillbillies yeah. level of dumb humor. Right. Um, but you know, which is not to say necessarily bad because I, in my life I have watched both Gilligan's Islands and the Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of old black and white. I think it started black and white and went color during the run. 
But Larry Storch was a guy who played like the the goofy, nutty, dumb guy. Right. Um, and when I went to um, Palm Springs um, and Hollywood a couple of years ago, I walked the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he had a star. And I remember posting like, this guy's got a star on Hollywood? And I got so much bro- blowback of like, what are you kidding? It's one of the best actors ever, one of the best shows. Really? But since you've never seen it, I, I don't really need to pursue it. I just looked him up. He went to high school with Don Adams. Wow. They, they went they to DeWitt good... Clinton High School in the Bronx with Don yeah, Adams. Bet they had a pretty good senior play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 99 years old. This wow. guy had a run, man. <laughs> he had a good run. Wait, Agarn? Was that his name in F Troop? Oh, Corporal Agarn? Uh, okay. I, let's I never mind. see. Not important. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the I, the, I, the Pauly Walnuts got me last night, and then you know Con a couple of days earlier. There were yeah. there were some tough ones, some tough yeah, blows. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we don't we don't put Larry Storch in there. <laughs> Quite, in was that. he in Godfather two or, or one? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Yeah. I think he played uh, Fre- yeah. you know one of Fredo's friends. Yeah, he doesn't make the pantheon of the greats. Not I appreciate quite. that. All yeah. right, so you've been doing some work looking at some uh, overs and unders. Mm-hmm. For the Eagles this coming season, and let's, let's spend a couple minutes enjoying. That. Yeah, so I I set these myself. This is not oh, this from is any, the, oh, this is service. oh the oh, it's okay, like this. okay, all right, all right. I'm in. So I'll give you like a, a baseline so you know where you're where you're coming from last year to where I'm setting it for this year. Okay, okay, yeah. So let's start with Miles Sanders. Now keep in mind this was only in twelve games. He missed five games. He rushed for 754 yards. He yeah. did not score a touchdown, Glenn. Did you realize I, that? I remember. I re- yeah, because I remember it was an issue at the time because he's a guy who could break a long one. Yeah, home run hitter for sure. An average, yeah. you know, five yards per carry. But all right, 750 yards, zero touchdowns in 12 games. I'm going. I'm going to advance that to 950 yards and four touchdowns for 2022. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over on the touchdowns. What'd you say? Nine seventy-five. Nine fifty. Nine fifty. Nine fifty and four TDs. I'm gonna go under on the yards because I think they're gonna spread the ball around a lot, and I think Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not sure if he's gonna be one of the guys you're gonna talk about, but I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to uh, become more a part of it. Okay, I, I would. I would concur with the yards and the touchdowns in my my reasoning for the uh, yards is simply because I think they're going to throw more. And I think the ball is just going to be spread around a little bit more um, than than it was last year. Like, had he stayed healthy for all 17, he's over 1,000, right? And he's yeah. likely... Yeah, especially when they really went to the run. Yeah, finding the end zone a couple of times. But they don't have Jordan Howard unless they pick him up again and, and grab him off the, the scrap heap again. But yeah, you, they could spread it around more to Gainwell and Boston Scott, frankly, yeah. from early on. And it's contract year for him, so keep that in mind, too, in terms of productivity. All right, let's jump to Devontae Smith. 64 catches... 916 yards for five touchdowns. That's what he had last year. 64, 916, and five. Not bad for a rookie. Not bad at all. Not bad when you were the guy on the outside that they were looking to stop, too, with yep. not a lot of help. Yep. All right, so I, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm, I'm not going to raise the catches a ton, and I'll, we'll get to why in a second, but I have at 70 catches, 1,000 yards on the nose, and seven touchdowns. 70, 1,000, seven. <sighs> These are good seven. numbers. You're not making it easy. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I need to tell people that this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Um, 
there's a lot of guys, and there's one football, as they say, but I think he's going to emerge, and I'm going to go over, over, over. Oh, all three. Okay, I like that. I yeah, like that. I think I think Devonte is going to be a Pro Bowler this year, and uh, would you have it a thousand yards? Yeah, a thousand, right? right on the nose. I think he's going to have a thousand. Who's the last receiver on the Eagles to have a thousand yard season? <sighs> Did Macklin say, go over? A thousand? I, I was thinking it was Macklin. It was there. Don't been nobody since Macklin. I'll look it up. You you okay? You go with the next uh, All category. Right. Yeah, and I look. I um. I, do I think that Devontae Smith can get six more, more catches for sure? Um. But here's the here's the rub. AJ Brown is now a part of this team, and you look at AJ Brown and keep in mind, Glenn, this was 13 games. Okay, he missed four games last year. 63 catches, 869 yards, and five touchdowns. So he had one less catch. You know. 40 less yards, it's you know approximately, and the same amount of touchdowns in four less games did A.J. Brown for the Titans with you know, an okay quarterback in Tannehill, but nothing special. Um, so that said, let's go to this year for A.J. Let's go with 75 catches, again 1,000 yards, and let's go eight touchdowns for A.J. Brown. Boy, they're, they're it's tough. I mean, you can have two thousand yeah. yard receivers. I know that boy. That would be something. By the way, the last receiver, uh, if you want to include it, to have a thousand yards, of course, was Zach Ertz when he had that great, great year in twenty eighteen. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking tight end. Yeah. The last wide receiver to have a thousand yards was, I think, it was Macklin in twenty fourteen. I'm looking. It's a long time. Sean did in twenty thirteen. Yeah, in twenty fifteen, Jordan Matthews had nine hundred ninety seven. Oh, dude, was he that yeah, they close? They should have found him on. Yeah, know, come on. There. Yeah, <laughs> do the guy a favor, man. Yeah, get him there. Um, boy, I you're you you should do this professionally. <laughs> give me well, give me give me it again. So I, I Cause went because it, it's tough to have two right thousand yard receivers. Something I uh, you know again I'm kind of looking this up. I don't know if they've ever had that. No, before. I mean I I, I look seventy five catches, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. I will say um, under on the TDs, over on the yards, right around there on the on the catch. Yeah, I, I would. O- but over on the yards, under on the touchdowns. Th- this would, which is just, I mean, touchdowns is sometimes just you know. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a wins and losses for a pitcher. You, sometimes right. you can't, but whatever. It's not a big measuring stick. Yards and catches and yeah. targets as well because it means you're open and yards per catch. But um, yeah, I mean. Th- that's the beauty of this. I mean, they have the potential to have a killer one-two on the outside with a really good tight end. Yeah, you know, Goddard's sort of an afterthought and, and some depth. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and again, I mentioned Gainwell. I'm I'm hoping that Gainwell produces in the area for which they drafted him, which is catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, was, which I, Sanders has regressed at. Sanders I, was very good at that. I thought in his like rookie season. Yeah, and then he really regressed. They need a. They need. You know, the Brian Westbrooks, this team, the, the Deuce Staley's, this team um, has always had running backs who could catch the ball. Agree. It, it's it's get him in Ricky space. Waters. Yeah, he's deadly in space. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it, the knock on Sanders coming out of Penn State was he doesn't catch the ball well enough. And then his rookie year, you said, no, this dude just didn't get the chance. He's catching yeah. the ball. And then I don't know what he's a, he's a curious guy. Miles Sanders in general. Um, it's a big year for him. That's Keep for waiting sure. for that greatness. You do. All right, let, let's jump to Hertz here, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
2021 baseline. He had yeah. 3,144 passing yards, yeah. 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Now, keep in mind, he also rushed for 784 yards and 10. Yeah. He had 10 rushing touchdowns, Glenn. Oh, yeah. So let's go with the passing numbers. I have him at 3,500 passing yards. Over. Okay. I'm going 4,000. 20 TDs. That's a, a leap of four from last year. Over. Okay. Rushing yards. I said I dropped it to 600. And eight rushing touchdowns. Under. Under. Only. Under on the on the yards. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the plan, I hope, look, you never want to take away his legs because they, they keep defenses honest. Mm-hmm. But you know that running quarterback sooner or later, it's not going to work out. So I would like to believe that Nick Sirianni's plan is, okay, look, now I have this guy, this guy, this guy that you can throw it to, this guy you can hand it to, this, you know, the, the other guy you can throw it to out of the backfield. You don't have to run. Ditch it off to your tight end. So I'm going to say 4,000 yards he's going to throw for. 25 touchdowns he's going to throw for. Would you, you had 20 as the number? Uh, yes, 20. So 25 he's going to throw okay, for. Okay, that's a, that's a nine TD leap. I like it. And he's going to rush for under 600 yards. How about TDs? He had ten last that year. I said I said it at eight. That, and well, that I might even go over, or it's like right around. I wouldn't bet that proposition. That's a stay I, away. Well, because I think that he's still, you know, it's it's third and goal at the one. He's a. I trust him to get in. So I think he's going to get a share of touchdowns, even if he has far fewer carries. I think he'll get a good number of touchdowns because he can do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to set it as a, at a push. He's going to get eight touchdowns rushing. All right. Right. So the, how do people reach your bookie operation? <laughs> At R. Ellis Sports. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Watch the TV show when football season starts I, I, up. Odds I, on. That's always a good CBS show. CBS 3. Yeah, I Thank plan you. to start an account. Thank there you. you. Have it. All right, let's get TR in here. Hey, TR, what's going on? TR. Why are people doing this to us today, Rob? I don't know what's Ellis? going on? They're, man. they're there, and then somehow they're I not think there. Glenn, it's feeding into your short attention span with uh, how people watch games. That's <laughs> how they. That's how they wait on hold. He just wants the highlights of our show. That's he right. He wants, wants the, the full podcast. three hours of the show. Exactly. Uh, well, he loses. Yes. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll work in a couple of things here before we leave, as well as we go to our producer Kyle Quinn for what we forgot to talk about, and then. Tom Kelly is doing leading up today, taking you up to Philly's Cardinals. Uh, hey, the summer heat means it's that time of year to crank up the AC again, keep your home cooling more efficiently, and to help you save on high energy bills, I suggest you go Guida and finally replace your old drafty inefficient windows and doors with the great people at Guida Door and Window. Right now, Guida is offering the best discounts of the year with their big 40% off summer sale on all expertly installed windows and doors. You receive 40% off each window you buy. That's right, 40% off all high-performance, energy-efficient, triple-pane windows. And you receive 40% off of any door, including insulated entry doors, patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. Plus, get your project started today with no money down, paid off interest-free for up to 18 full months. All prior sales excluded. Minimum purchase required. Don't let this pass you by. Go guide it today. Call to schedule a free, no obligation in home estimate at one eight seven seven Go Guida, or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G U I D A dot com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rob Ellis, I am Glenn Mack. Now, Philly's 2, I think it's 2.15 started. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, in St. Louis. Let's sneak in Don here before we go in South Philly. What's going on, Don? Hey, how you guys doing today? All Hi, Don. Right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's the first time I've actually been able to jump on and listen to you guys since since Ray. But you guys are doing a great job, man. Thank you Thank very you, much. Um, so the whole thing you guys are talking about with uh, Devonte Smith, um, um, Brown, and Goddard. I mean, I mean, you're you're talking. I mean, just between those three guys, you're talking what twenty six, twenty seven hundred yards. Yeah, there's I mean, there is it's really there for Jalen Hurts with a good offensive line, a good running game. Those two on the outside and Goddard, man, there are a lot of weapons here. I mean, he's got it delivered. That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. And then you got to then you got to count for how many yards he's going to be thrown to the running back, whether it's Quez Watkins or, or Greg Ward or Pascal or whoever it's going to be. I mean, he's I mean, dude, he's got a speed. He's, he's really got to pick up his passing game. All right, I mean, so Rob, you said hit. you said how many yards, Rob? Your over under? I set uh, the over under for thirty five hundred for right, her. And I'm saying four thousand. Don sounds it's like you're you're a... going way beyond. That. Okay. No, 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 no. I oh. think four thousand will get the ball around enough. But That'll it's do, it. Be 4, 000 4, 000. do it. Four thousand will do it. Yeah, four thousand will do it. Yeah, four thousand. And I and I agree with what you were saying. Twenty four or twenty five touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he's got to make that kind of leap. Yeah. Otherwise, we all we have is Tannehill. Correct, <laughs> and you don't want and look, and that's good enough to get in the playoffs, but not yeah, good enough to take yeah, any yeah. further. You you don't want him to be Tannehill. I agree with, with legs. Yeah, um, yeah. I I am curious to know. I want to read when they open camp how I spent my vacation by Jalen Hurts because you I assume that he and the team focused entirely off season on you got to get the quick release. You got to be more accurate. You got to know where the guy, when the guy is open. Now, you know, my frustration with them last year was there were times when you see the receiver breaking from the defensive back, and the quarterback's got to throw it right then. Yeah, and he didn't, and that was a problem. All right, real quick, you got the Phillies lineup for today. What do we got? All right, Schwarber leads off. No surprise there. Reese Hoskins. And, and by the way, I have no problem with that. There was a lot of discussion about that. People think like, "Why are you buying Leo?" It works. I'm fine with it. I am. T- I mean, look, he's been great. Why am I changing it? You don't have an obvious leadoff, man. Uh, yeah. You know, anyway, Schwarber leads off. Hoskins two. Castellanos three. Derek Hall will be uh, uh, batting cleanup. Wonder of all wonder. That's go. right. Uh, DHing. DD gets the start at short. He bats fifth. Alec Bohm, the hero last night, bats sixth. Sixth. Bryson Stott. Will be at second base. He will bat seventh. Matt Veerling is in center field. Amen. He will bat eighth. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs uh, batting ninth and catching. Kyle Gibson is the starter. You remember, Glenn, they pushed him back a day because they feel like he may be getting a tired arm. Yeah. Actually, it worked great last night because Wheeler was awesome. So we'll see how it works out today. It's it's a it's a winning lineup, and you look at it on its face, and I it would not seem to be. But hey, whatever works works great. By the way, just a quick preview tomorrow. Uh, Jody McDonald and I are working together, and we are doing something I did. Geez, I think seven years ago. This same week, as you know, Rob, this is not the most active week for mm-hmm. sports and stuff. 
Uh, barring any major stories breaking, Jody and I tomorrow will doing will be doing the draft of all time TV characters. Ooh, along with the audience and our producer to hear Hood. So, if you had Rob Ellis, the number one pick all time television character, who would you take? Tony Soprano. Yeah, that's probably who I James he's, Gandolfini. He's, he's a one seed. I, I want at least. Uh, Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts, to at least be in the in, in some kind of write-in vote if he doesn't make the uh, the well, all-time list. I mean, I'm thinking three hours. We probably could do somewhere between ten and fifteen rounds. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. he'll, he'll he'll sneak in there. Some yeah, special, special teams guy. Like it. All right, let us go to our producer Kyle Quinn. Find out what did we forget to talk about today. Yeah, well, first I, I just want to say I find it interesting that you guys are holding this draft uh, the day that I'm not going to be here <laughs> after what I did to you guys in our most recent oh, yes. snake draft that we had. So, Which uh, one was that? He did beat us, Glenn. It yeah, was that was the local draft. the local athlete draft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you yeah, your middle rounds were great. You pulled out all the the popular women. That was yes, good work, yeah, that yeah. was Carly a, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. What I, what I did to you guys there, yeah, but yeah. all right, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard nearly enough outrage on from the phone calls on this show this whole week about what happened to our USFL Philadelphia Stars <laughs> last weekend. Guys, they lost a heartbreaker 33-30 to to the Birmingham Stallions. Now, here's where it gets a little fishy, guys. These games are all supposed to be played on a neutral site, right? Which mm-hmm. is in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, the Stars had to go up against the oh. Birmingham Stallions Uh-oh. who were playing on their home turf. I mean, what the hell is that? We got hosed, guys. Can I tell yeah. you why nobody's outraged, Kyle? Why, Rob? Because they played in Canton, Ohio. Oh, the playoffs that? were played in Canton, Ohio. Oh, if wow. you're going to be outraged... <laughs> oh, you got it wrong? Oh. <laughs> they played the regular season in Birmingham. Well, uh, it just shows how much I was paying attention to this. Uh, you were, you were smelling yourself well, after the draft. Yeah, I, I, look... Yeah, it was uh, it was a fake outrage. That's uh, chess pat on me. <laughs> I, I was trying to get. People I will give going. you credit, Kyle, if you can name one member of that roster. Case Cookus. It's the quarterback. That's the QB. Did he, did he make that name up? No, no that's really his name. No, yeah. that's, that's the man. <laughs> Boom. Case Cookus. I redeem myself. It is a great name. <laughs> it's a great. The cooker couldn't couldn't cook us a, uh, yeah, a cook a up a cook up a championship. Yeah, yeah cook us a championship. Right. You know what? The, the Daily News. We're following that. It would be great. All right. What else? All right. Have? So zero for one so far. All right. You guys ever? Uh, you guys ever hear of a walk off balk? No. no, we we got a walk off balk the other day, fellas. The the Cincinnati Reds walk off balked against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, it actually, guys, is the twenty third time a team has won on a walk off balk since nineteen twenty. That really? seems like a lot, doesn't it? I, I would have never. I would have knocked that in half at least. <laughs> right. Of what was the pitcher? Do you know? Uh it was some reliever. I, it wasn't like uh anyone. It wasn't like. I'm not sure he's a very recognizable name. Yeah, not wow. like that. Boy, that's a thrilling way to end a game. Yeah, imagine being in the stands. <laughs> yeah, woo, we balked it off. Oh, yeah. I saw the highlight. I think the the guy at home plate, the batter, kind of is just like shrugging as the dude's like skipping down the third baseline. Like, Ugh. all right, that's we won. You, when I become commissioner of baseball, and I'm still waiting for that call. I am eliminating the balk rule. Really? Hmm. You can do anything you want. You're the pitcher. You have it on the mound. Start, stop, whatever. Nobody really knows when it's a ball club. No, nobody honest. steals anyway well, now, so right. it really you doesn't matter. You know what people always think? Here's, here's the play that drives me crazy. The pitcher fakes to third, 
you know, turns, fakes throwing it to third, fakes throwing it to home, and right. or fakes throwing it to first, and doesn't. And the crowd always boos. <laughs> like it's a that's not a balk. Yeah, nothing. But that's yeah, it, it's pitch. a weird built-in reaction that that fans go through for whatever yeah. reason when yeah, it's boo. nothing. Yeah. Well, you can usually hear the crowd going balk, balk, right. like they, like they know what they're talking about. Now, I will say, I agree with you. I think not a lot of people know what a balk is or think they know what a balk is. But we got one last night from Wheeler, and when he made that movement, I said, that's a balk, yep. and it was a balk. It was. So I did recognize it when I saw it. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> when this this Rob Manfred idiot yeah. finally is pushed out of a seat that he should not be holding, whole other topic, I realize, and they say, who should be commissioner? And they go, that Mac now in Philadelphia, he's, mm-hmm. he's wanted to do it, and I get the job. One of my first things is going to be no more box. Can you uh, fire Angel Hernandez second? Yes, please oh, make I that, saw that the next move. <laughs> I saw that one. That foul ball that solidly hit the chalk. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yes, and he, he managed to show off. Indeed. <laughs> All right, what else? All right, fellas, one more real quick. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but uh, Troy Vincent, who's the head of the NFLPA, is uh, getting the NFL to push for flag football in the Olympics, guys. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently it's becoming pretty popular worldwide, flag football. Love it. I do Love like that. It. Just another sport for America to dominate in. Devin <laughs> Allen would crush in that. Yeah, true. Good call. Yes. Man, that's right up his alley. He could go right from one to the other. Just just go do yeah. the hurdles and run right over him yeah, and win the flag champion. Go down the street. Right, wear the flags as you're running the hurdles just so you save the costume change. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I like, and by the way, I'm a big fan of Troy Vincent, who I think is an all-around great guy. Former guest on Tell Us Your Story. If people want to Google that, you can certainly find it. He, he did a great appearance on that. Um, yes, I think, Rob, you and I would certainly be in favor I'm of in. football in the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. More gold for our team. Amen. Uh, great job, Kyle Quinn. Terrific uh, talking to you. Rob, always a pleasure to hang with my you. Pleasure, my pleasure, Glenn. Thanks. And, uh, yes, let me tell people one more time that this hour was sponsored by Meridian Bank, bank business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Um, Tom Kelly is coming up. He's going to take you right up to the Phillies-Cardinals game. Everybody, I'll be back tomorrow morning with Jody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Listen to the Phillies on the radio. And you know what? Don't listen for the highlights. Get a whole three hours of Fransky. Nothing's better than that. Stay tuned right here on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.